I love this group of people so very much. And I believe that McDermott Road is not only a good place to bring your friends, but it's a great place to make new friends. And I hope that you'll spend some time before Bible class this morning uh, getting to know some people and making some new friends. Whether you're a guest this morning or you're one of our regular members, uh, we hope you'll spend some time hanging out, uh, have some coffee and pastries and uh, get to know each other, make friends with each other. I've been thinking about that word friend and friends all week long. And it's kind of funny how social media has kind of changed the way we think about the word friend. You know, I've had multiple occasions, and you've probably experienced this too, but maybe I'll be somewhere preaching or I'll be away from home somewhere and somebody will come up to me and I've never seen their face before in my life. And they'll tell me their name and their name doesn't sound familiar to me at all. And, and then they'll say to me, actually, we are friends on Facebook. And I think, how is that even possible that you are introducing yourself to me as my friend, even though I've never met you before in my life? I, I remember my very first friend request, and it was way before Facebook. In fact, it wasn't even on a computer. Um, there was, uh, I was at home with my dad. I was probably fourth grade. I was out in the garage working with my dad, and this other kid about my age rides up on his bicycle, and he stops in front of the garage, and he looks at me, and he says, hi, my name is Josh. Do you want to be friends? And for a second, I thought, whoa, Josh, coming on a little strong there, buddy. I, I don't know. <laughs> Like, he didn't say, hi, my name is Josh, what's your name? He didn't say, hi, my name is Josh, do you want to go ride bikes? He just went straight for the friend request, right? He said, you want to be friends? Of course, I said, yeah, sure, I'll be friends. And, and we ended up having a great friendship. But I think that, I think we all realize that having a real friendship with a real person requires more than a friend request. Having a real friendship with a real person requires real effort. That it takes effort. It takes effort to be friends with someone. That friendship by its very nature requires something more than just saying, I want to be friends. It requires, for one thing, it requires time. There was a, a study about time, a man named Dr. Jeffrey Hall, professor at University of Kansas, published research on the relationship of time spent with someone and the level of closeness you have with that person. And he concluded that it takes between 40 and 60 hours to have a, quote, casual friendship with somebody. Even just to be casual friends, it takes spending at least 40 to 60 hours with somebody. And then to go from casual friends to friends requires an additional 80 to 100 hours just to go from being casual friends to really being true friends. And then if you want to be best friends with a person or good friends with a person, it requires 160 to 200 hours. And I think we understand that, don't we? That having a real friendship with a real person requires real effort. You have to spend time together to be friends. You have to talk with each other to be friends. You have to share things in common to be friends. You have to like each other in order to be friends. That real friendship with a real person requires real effort. So this morning, I want to talk about the fact that Jesus offers to be not only friends with his first 12 apostles, but he, you might say, is sending us a friend request. What does that, what does that mean for Jesus 
Jesus, God in flesh, the divine word of God who became a human being to want to be, to desire to be, to offer to be your friend. What does it look like? What does it mean? What does it cost to be a friend of Jesus? Are we friends of Jesus? So let's look at our text this morning, John chapter 15 and verse 12. John chapter 15 and verse 12. And this is an idea that around here we've been talking a lot about lately. Jesus says, this is my commandment that you, there you go. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. This is my commandment. In, in the Gospel of John, Jesus doesn't spend a whole lot of time like going through a bunch of commandments. There's no Sermon on the Mount with like a ton of different things for you to do. In the Gospel of John, it's all summed up like this. This is my commandment. Love one another. And think about that, that term one another for just a second. What does that imply? It, it implies this reciprocal type of relationship, doesn't it? That the church isn't supposed to be made up of, the community of Jesus' followers is not supposed to be made up of one-sided relationships, but of reciprocal relationships where I love you, but you love me. I help you, but you help me. That we help each other and we love each other and we're both in it together. Now, that, that doesn't mean that we withhold our love unless you're going to love me, I'm not going to love you. Unless you're going to scratch my back, I'm not going to scratch. That's not what it means. But it does mean that Jesus' disciples are supposed to be a part of a community where we love one another, where our love is reciprocated, where we help each other, where we carry each other's burdens, where not only where we love one another, but, but that we allow ourselves to be loved by them. And let's face it, sometimes that's the harder of the two, isn't it? Sometimes it's harder to allow someone to love us than it is for us to love someone. Sometimes it's harder for us to allow ourselves to be known by somebody than it is to know them. It's one thing to say, I want to get to know all about you. I want to know you. I really want to know you. I want to know what interests you. I want to know what your hopes are and your fears are and your dreams are. But it's another thing to say, I'm willing to be vulnerable with you. And I'm allow, I, I want to allow you to know me, my hopes, my fears, my dreams. And that's the kind of community that Jesus commands that we be a part of. That's the kind of love with which he commands us to love each other. He tells his disciples, this is my commandment, that you love one another. How? As I have loved you. And then he explains what that looks like. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. So in other words, Jesus is commanding his disciples to be friends with each other, to love each other, to carry each other's burdens, to be there for each other. And he says, this is what it looks like to be someone's friend. This is what real love looks like, that you lay down your life for each other. This kind of friendship, this kind of love, a Jesus kind of love, a Jesus-shaped love, a Jesus-shaped friendship is self-giving. As John says in 1 John 3, he says, Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. This is what the church is supposed to look like. The church isn't supposed to be made up of one-sided relationships, but of reciprocal relationships where we love each other, 
and we carry each other's burdens, that we love one another and that we allow one another to love us, that we know each other and we allow ourselves to be known. Now look at what he says in verse 14. You are my, my what? My friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Now some of us might like push back on that for just a second and say, wait a second, if, what's this if stuff, Jesus? I thought Jesus was supposed to be like friends with everybody. I thought Jesus' friendship was supposed to be unconditional. That sounds very conditional, you're my friends, if. Now I want to be really clear, Jesus loves everybody, doesn't he? Jesus loves everyone, regardless of what they do or don't do. Jesus loves people, every, every person. And, and Jesus isn't saying that you have to earn his friendship, saying you have to merit his friendship. That's not what Jesus is saying. You don't expect people to earn your friendship, do you? You don't say, well, listen, there's like five or six people in my life, and they're all kind of competing to be my friend, and I'm, I'm pretty sure one or two of them are going to make it, right? You know, like I'm pretty sure one or two of them will measure up and be good enough to, who says that? Nobody says that. Nobody expects somebody else to earn their friendship, to earn a place in their life. Nobody does that. Jesus isn't doing that. But friendship is by its very nature conditional to some, point, to some extent, isn't it? That real friendship with a real person requires real effort. And Jesus is a real person. This is how we know. This is one of the ways that we know that we're in a friendship with a real person. And not an idea. Not an idea of Jesus or a philosophy about Jesus or the character of Jesus. You know, you may, surely nobody else is like me and you like binge watch an entire show on Netflix or something. But, you know, if you've ever binge watched a show on Netflix, you kind of feel like you know the characters, right? You kind of feel like you know them. You kind of feel like your friends, like, well, we could probably hang out, you know? But in reality, you don't. They're not really your friends. In fact, they're not even real. They're just an idea. They're just a character. And sometimes I think we're that way about Jesus. And one of the ways we know that we're in a real friendship and not in a friendship with a character or an idea is that it actually requires something of us. It doesn't require anything of you to be friends with a character on TV. They never ask anything of you. They never call you up during the game and say, hey, listen, I know you're watching the game, but I really need somebody to help me move. They never call you up and say, hey, I know you're busy. I just need somebody to talk to. Because fake friendships or friendships with ideas, friendships with philosophies, friendships with characters, they require nothing of you. But real friendships with real people require real effort. Jesus says, if you're my friends, you will do what I command you. That Jesus and a friendship with Jesus requires something of us. He gives us and he asks of us things. He gives us opportunities to prove our friendship with him. Now, you would never ask somebody to earn your friendship, but if you said about somebody, listen, he never wants to talk. Every time I call her up and, and I, I give her a call, I leave a voicemail, she never calls me back. Every time I text him, he never texts me back. 
Anytime I want to talk to somebody, they're never there to talk to. Anytime they want to talk to somebody else, it's never me they turn to. Anytime I need help, they always turn me down. They never help me. They never like me. They don't want to be around. They never want to talk to me. We're great friends. Right? You don't say that. Because friendship, by its very nature, is conditioned on certain things. And there are certain things about which we would all say, if you act this way, or you do this, or you live this way, or you're this kind of person, you're not really my friend. You're proving yourself not to be my friend. And Jesus says, if you're my friend, you'll keep my commandments. You'll do what I command you. Now, in context, what's his commandment? What's he commanding us to do? Love one another. This Involve yourself in this. Allow yourself to be loved by my people and love my people. What is it that he told Peter? He said, do you love me? If you love me, you'll feed my sheep. You'll take care of my sheep. And he says the same thing to us. If you love me, this is how you prove your love for me. This is how you prove your friendship. This is the evidence that you're my friends, that you love each other. Look at verse 15. No longer do I call you servants. It isn't that, it isn't that Jesus is just command. I mean, you don't call your friend up and say, hey, I need you and I need your truck over at my house right now. Don't ask why. Just come over here. You don't do that. You don't command your friends like that. If, you, if somebody's your friend, you let them in on why. You say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm hoping to do. This is what I want to accomplish. Here's my plans. Here's my dreams. Here's, my, here's what's coming in the future. Here's what I want to accomplish. And here's why I want to partner with you. And Jesus says, no longer do I call you servants. For the servant doesn't know what his master's doing. But I have called you friends. Why? Because all that I have heard from my father, I've made known to you. It isn't that Jesus just shows up and say, here's a list of things to do. Jesus says to his disciples, for years... Come and see. Come and hang out with me. Come and have a relationship with me. Come and be my friends. And now I'm, I'm opening the doors to you and I'm telling you what's going on and the spirit of truth is going to come and he's going to reveal these things to you. And You know what I'm doing. You know what I'm trying to accomplish. You know where I'm going. You know what the plans are because you're not my slaves. You're my friends. And I'm letting you in on something. And I want to partner with you. See, Jesus' offer for friendship isn't just relational, it's functional. It's not just relational, like, I love you, I like you, I want to hang out with you. I mean, that's cool, and that's great, and that's fantastic. And Jesus does love you and like you and want to hang out with you. But it's also functional. I want to accomplish something with you. And that was true for the original 12, and that's true for all those who believe because of their testimony. That's us. And now Jesus makes this offer this request to be his friends, not to just command us, hey, go do this stuff, but I want to partner with you. I want to go with you. I want to walk with you. I want to be in you, and you're in me, and the Father's in me, and the Father's in you, and the Spirit's in you, and the Spirit's in me. I want to be connected, and I want to bear fruit together. Look at what he says. You did not choose me, verse 16, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask 
The Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will, what? Love one another. That's the result. That's the evidence. That's the opportunity to show him we really are your friends. That's what it looks like to partner together with Jesus. That's the result of partnering together with Jesus is that we are one. And it proves that we are one with Jesus and that Jesus is one with God and that we're one with each other and that we love each other even when we're hard to love. We love each other on the bad days. We love each other on the good days. We love each other when it feels like a blessing. We love each other when it feels like a curse. We love each other. Why? Because this is what it looks like to be friends with Jesus. To love one another as he has loved us. You know, I had a kind of an awkward situation the other day. I was out with a, I don't think they're at this service, but I was out with a bunch of folks from church, and there were a lot of us. There were probably 20 of us, adults and kids, and we took up like this big, huge, long table at a restaurant, and we got done eating, and we were all leaving together. I'm sure we caused quite a scene, and the, the lady at the cash register said, uh, are y'all all like friends? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we all go to church together, and she said, are you like lifelong friends? And I was like, all right. I mean, like, I, I've only known him a couple years, but I'm sure, like, from this point on, we'll be really good friends. You know, she said, are you, like, best friends? I was like, lady, are you, like, a friend cop or something? I don't know what's going on here. Like, what's this all about? I said, I don't know if they would think I was their best friend or not. You know, I, I like them. They're great. But sometimes we need somebody to call us out a little bit, don't we? Are you being a friend? Are y'all friends? Are y'all good friends? Are y'all lifelong friends? So here's our moment of truth question. Are you friends with Jesus? Real friendship with a real person requires real effort. You gotta spend time together. Is he the one you turn to and talk to? Is he, do you listen to him? Not listen to him like, hey, I gotta learn all these facts. I gotta learn all these things. I gotta be able to quote what Jesus says like you're studying for a test, but like you're listening to a friend. Do you listen to him? Do you hang on his word? Do you talk to him? Do you love his people? Jesus says, if, if you do what I command you, love one another as I have loved you, then you are my friends. What a tremendous, what a tremendous offer that is to truly be a friend with the Son of God, to partner with him, to go out into the world as a friend of Jesus. And that's, that's what this group of people wants to be all about. Being friends with each other, loving one another as Jesus has loved us on the good days and the bad days, but also giving people the opportunity to be Jesus' friend. We can't, can't force anybody to be a friend of Jesus. I can't force anybody to accept Jesus' offer for friendship. But we can make introductions. And that's all we want to do. It's just introduce you to the opportunity to be a friend of Jesus. That's what we did. Those of us that have been baptized, that, that's what being baptized is. It's sort of accepting his friend request to say yes. I'll be your friend. I'll be loved by you and I'll love you 
I'll listen to you and I'll speak to you and I'll walk with you and I'll partner with you and I'll be a part of what you're trying to do and accomplish in the world. I'll help bring about good fruit in your name and I will be your friend. But every day we have to recommit to being a friend of Jesus and remember that real friendship with a real person requires real effort. And so maybe we can help introduce you to Jesus. Or maybe we can pray with you or encourage you. Maybe you're ready to become a follower of Jesus and be baptized into him. But if we can help you in any way, let us be your friend today. Come forward as we stand and sing this song.